This is Richard from Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. Um, I'm at Horrorhound Indianapolis 2019, and a really stunning visual thing happened when I walked in. And I knew the car was here, but I looked across the floor as we were loading in, and I saw Christine. And this was stunning because I have seen other Plymouth Furies out in the wild, and there was nothing quite like seeing a fully restored 58 Plymouth Fury. And... Um, I'm here with Bill Gibson, the mortal caretaker of Christine. Bill, how <laughs> are you today? Good. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Enjoying my stay here. We're fantastic so far. Cool. And and uh, just to give the listeners an idea, why would someone bring a fully restored '58 Plymouth Fury to a horror convention? Aside from the obvious, people get to gawk at it. What do you do with the car while you're here? Well, is she? It's her her decisions. You know, she's the boss, and she basically likes running into people. And for some <laughs> oddball reason, people like being run into. So, uh, we we decided maybe we need to have like a little killboard, you know, and just little X's as she she plows <laughs> them over. So it, it's it's been a lot of fun, but it's the fan interaction that we we keep, and it's been over thirty five years of this film since the film's release back in December of eighty three. And it, it's amazing uh, the amount. I mean, there's 265,000 people on her like page, Facebook page, and it just keeps growing. And uh, the reactions, you see them all day long, don't you? Oh, yes. I mean, uh, people actually shaking and just um, in unbel- disbelief. They're, they're here. And, uh, you know, if I take a moment, just share Christine's story. Everybody usually one of the first questions, well, how? 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 What? What happened? That was about to be my next question. Uh, see, How there did this we happen? Go. Okay. And was she a rust bucket? Absolutely not. She was in. She was in actually decent shape. And and just to give you a background story, and this go, of course goes back to 1983, 1984. Okay. Uh, during the release of the film, uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Eddie Sandlin and Eddie Sandlin Jr. Uh, Mr. Sandlin was the sound guy for John Carpenter. And, of course, at the movie's uh, demise, there was actually 23 cars that were made in approximately 15, 12 to 15, for the movie. Okay. And they were being used, and and at the end of the filming, Richard Koberts, the producer, actually got a car, and he wanted one, and he was the only one that got one. And there was another one that ventured and made it out to a vehicle coordinator and or one of the transport guys, and that is also at the Peterson Museum right now. And that's Martin Sanchez's car. And uh, the other one is up at the Rochester Auto Museum, but th- which was eventually at one point Richard Koberts's car. So there are two actual ones that were used in the film. Okay. Uh, other than that, when the uh, sound guy approached the, the studio, they said, no, liability-wise, everything's down. They have, uh, Bill and Ed's Junkyard in Fantana, California, $1,500, bought the whole lot of what was left. Oh, my. And uh, they had to clean up. They had to transport all. I mean, we're talking pieces, parts, half a car's demolished what was left. Cause there's Fire no, stunts, everything. Th- there was nothing. Everybody uh, you know, just forgot with all the technology that we've developed today. I mean, it was they smashed these all up. There was nothing left. Left. They went down to Bill and Ed's, and, and they said they felt there's there's nothing really restorable there. 
So they they put an ad in the classified since the internet wasn't going yet at that time, and right. they had the little shoppers and everything. They went to look at about uh, seven or eight cars. Nothing. Every it was they were red and white, but they were not Plymouths. But everybody right. was calling them Christine because right. of the movie's release. Imperials. So, yeah, all it those, didn't matter. Yeah. It, yeah, they were finding everything. It's like geez, and they finally found one. A pro, a pro, it was actually in a production lot. Uh, the owner had it. This was, I want to say $800, I think he told me he paid for it. Uh, but it was beat. It was just ragged out. No interior. Uh, there's, it, was, it was just sitting. I don't know whether it was used in filming, which was confusing a part because there's all these braces and stuff welded on and, and things. So they, they had some junk seat mounted in it. And they said they didn't sell it to the production for filming or Christine. I, the guy didn't sell it to him. He just, well, what do you want? Bought it for eight hundred dollars. They took it, went down to Bill and Ed's junkyard, and just had a field day. Uh, there was one interior they dug up out of the seat where you remember Alexander Paul choking in the yes. scene where they were shooting through the roof, yeah. and that was dismounted. So they had they had a full interior in that shot. They were able to grab the seats, door panels, everything else, and and put it in this car. Uh, a lot of the front end and rear end parts uh, for panels and stuff were off the Fury that got bulldozed in the initial shot because most time it was one hit up it's done and next scene you know yeah. and 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 do it and bring in another car so they they got he said he got a lot of parts off that he's got several trim pieces off the burn car they painted rubber cement on that and right. and lit it on fire and he said the stuff was scraping right off and good chrome yeah um it, it was just the wheels of the uh, for sale sign you know they were right by the for sale sign car and they were sitting up there because they were able to pick up these cars as he walked through the lot he's walking me through you know through his memories and yeah the first thing was the expanding car with the with the with the metal it's a hydraulic they're using rubber parts okay and and doing that and then they had the cube he saw the cube over there and the burn car and then the the one he, he it was just he was amazed at everything but he said it was a field that he had more parts he was getting extremely frustrated because there's all these rubber uh fender fender uh spears at the end and it's like i gotta find a real ones he's throwing these things he says i wish i would have known then what i know now <laughs> that collectors would pay for that oh yes dearly so he's just throwing these things all over the place i want i don't want rubber parts i want real ones <laughs> So, anyways, he, they they ended up finishing, and and uh, you know, hey, you know, we had a car, and several years later, I mean, he kept it. I, I keep in touch with Eddie. Uh, I'm the third owner. It went to uh, Jim and Derek Garvey after that in uh, Oklahoma. Uh, Derek unfortunately passed away, and I still uh, worked at through Huntington's disease, so I still carry on that tradition, did collecting and helping along there Great. Know, as part of the charity. And uh, take Christine around town, but her really claim to fame, and I've, I, I'm still in disbelief a lot of times. About five years ago, I wrote Chrysler Historical, and uh, the Los Angeles plant had had shut down. All the records went to Detroit, you know, the Chrysler Historical Museum. Right. So you could pay them a mound of money, and they'll research the original punch card, and they sent me a copy of it. You know, the bill that tells the color, where it was produced, the interior colors, what options the car had. Right. And uh, the interesting thing with this punch card is it also gave me her assembly date, the build date to the day. Oh, wow. Which was October 31st, 1957. Amazing. Stephen King, eat your heart out. I mean, I, I, it can't be scripted. And, and when I called right. him up and I, I, you know, I said this, I said, well, what's... And they said, well, it's a two-door Belvedere. What's the big deal? I sent them the link and they were just like, holy, you know. Wow. It, it was... It, it, but I look at what's developed since. It's been one heck of a roller coaster ride. 
It's so. amazing. And the, and the fandom is, is uh, growing again, isn't it? Like as, a, it's, as it's new generations been, discover the It's been growing movie. and it's, it's interesting. As I said, she has like about 264, 265,000 page like on her, on her fan page on following the car. And I, I could look at the percentage and I think it was like 71% of the likes come from people with an age where this they, they weren't even born yet when this film came out 35 years ago absolutely so you know they're under 35 and it, it they just you know like the car and they travel and i've had little five-year-olds come up with crayon drawings this is my most favorite car and i'm just thinking oh my god they're watching this is it but they get to watch the one that's no we had the g tv version and they, they record it and they just keep watching it over and over again but they love the race. So she does gander a lot of attention. Amazing. That's terrific. And uh, photo ops all day long, and you're collecting money for charity, uh, making a lot of people smile. Oh, they, they have a blast back there. And, and that's what keeps me going. I do four to six. I work a full-time job back home. Um, I used to be one of these nuts who jumped out of helicopters for the Navy search and rescue oh, for wow. most of my life. And then I taught as instructor. And uh, I still work on the base at NAS and, uh, you know, help with boats, tie-ins and everything else. So they, they let me go about six to eight times a year to right. go out and do these events. And, uh, she's, we've, we've done some interesting things in regards to being at the Playboy Mansion back in the day. Right. Uh, we've traveled, we've done, a, we've done a lot of films. We'd see us in Sharknado 4, uh, being chased <laughs> awesome. by a giant ball of sharks. Uh, we just recently did a film that you'll see in a Stephen King series soon. This year, hopefully. Cool. Oh, I'll do too much of a spoiler there. Right. Um, but with John Carpenter called us out. We did a music video with him about a year and a half ago, his anthology series. So oh, that was that man. was a blast to, to watch him direct and, and see and, and work from there. Yeah. Uh, and then well, everybody asked about the big ring on my finger yes. here. And <clears> we actually got uh, hitched. The, the screenwriter of the film married us off three years ago for coming up our three-year anniversary in the at the University of Maine sponsored the event and uh, where Stephen King goes to school and we had our, our, our wedding picture in front of Stephen's house and uh, in front of the gates yeah. yeah by the gates it was, yeah. it was fun but we had uh, you know the cast came in from Los Angeles and it, they acted in the wedding it, we had a great time I'm dressed up as It the Clown oh, great. and uh, we had a great time with it but she's been on the Daytona Raceway. We we did laps on that. That was I'll never do again. Not not uh, that that gave me my heart jump a little bit. Right. Um, well, here's a question for you. Yes, you, you you've uh, you've jumped out of helicopters. Not much probably scares you. Uh, has anything? peculiar happened anything you couldn't explain that has happened with the car i could probably write a book on that uh you could talk to the first transporter who still reminds me to the day he did transport uh he, we we had a show in orlando it was one of the first thing and she's hooked up with all kinds of special effects i yes. mean i could remote control uh ignition start revving the car lights. windows lights radio <clears throat> Uh, smoke machine internal of the car uh, you name it there's all kinds the only thing she doesn't do is drive herself or not that I know of I don't know what she does when I sleep <laughs> we'll see um, but but the, the funny thing with it he is he transporting him from Pensacola down to Orlando show and I, I guess I was a few hours behind him I, I followed up separately and when he was going, I, I get this, he goes, well, I'm going to drop off the car. I got the phone call. I'm going to drop off the car, the thing, and, and then I've got to head out to whatchamacallit. And I said, that's fine. So I'm about three hours away. I look down, the phone's ringing, and I plug it up, and here's Chris basically screaming on the phone, 
and I didn't know if it was a joke or not. Bill, the car's filling up with smoke. So I, I don't know if it's on fire or whatever. I'm in it. I, I can't get out. The door won't open. And Oh, wow. And, and I, I hang on. I'll call you back. Clinking hangs up. And I'm sitting here driving I, I-75 in shock. I pull over. And uh, I'm like waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally calls me back. It was the longest five minutes. And he goes, he, he, he unloaded. Um, he, he got in the side door, got in the car had dropped the door and everybody's around starts oh there's christine coming up so he gets in the car shuts the door and all of a sudden smoke starts filling this the smoke machine went off and starts filling not supposed to cut off in 20 seconds i have the timer set so it's no more than that didn't shut off oh filled wow. up the entire car the trailer smoke pouring out the back he finally got the car it finally stopped he got the car started and he's backing down and everybody's out there clapping they thought it was all part of the show oh yeah so anyways, I, I go there, and, and the funny thing with this is I said, what did you do? He said, honest, Bill, I just shut the door, and, and that's that. Now, I explained the door. The door, the, the hinge was bent. Now, he says he didn't lean on the door, but the hinge was offset to where if he would have lifted it and pushed out, but it wasn't like that when I, when I did it. That's right. why he was just trying to push straight out, and the door was an opening. And, uh, but the smoke machine, I have a master switch underneath the the panel for this whole system to operate number one that was in the off position okay i have a safety switch in the back trunk just for the smoke machine on a separate circuit that was off and i hold the remote which is the only way i had the remote with me it's the only way the system could have worked i took it apart took it down they said no it, it didn't do it yeah i said no i got pictures i got proof you know it did it did go off i had a bunch of witnesses and then I, we still can't figure that one. So I, te- I, I tease Chris all the time. And, and okay, uh, what'd you do, Chris? Right. I didn't do anything. Come on. What'd you call her? What'd you, do? you did something. You were touching her inappropriately or whatever. You did right. something. So, but he's fun. Another show with the Tulsa, I don't know if you remember the 57 Plymouth, or may have heard of it, that was unearthed after it was buried in a time capsule in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, I didn't hear about this. We were invited back in 19, uh, it was 50 years ago, uh, in 57 when the Plymouth came out, they buried it in a time capsule under the ground in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where they would open it 50 years later, and this is back in 2007, and they, they took a... Uh, they took a poll. You could win the car if you can guess the population. So this was a big event, you know, nationwide. A lot of people were there, and they wanted Christine there. And I said, that's great. Well, I got the news. They said, hey, we're way over budget. Can't do it. So I was driving Christine, broke the news to her. And uh, as I was pulling in, I was going down the road, going to make a left back into the driveway, and the brake pedal just started going nuts. I couldn't stop. So it, it, finally, it just started pedaling. The car wouldn't stop. I was going slow enough that I was able to make it in the road in the driveway. The, pra- the, the pads had separated from the brakes oh. at that time. So I think she was throwing a little tantrum, but yeah. not enough to get me killed, thank you. Right. But uh, there's just on and on with electrical things and bad days where she won't start. And I it can't explain. It's not flooding. It's not this. It's just, I don't know. Temperamental car. Yeah, very, very temperamental. Very and emotional. she is sensitive. Very emotional. There you go. <laughs> you got it. Now, you've had some famous butts in the seat. Can you tell us a few? Uh, oh, God. Uh, I'm sure a it's lot a long of list. The cast, yeah, long list. We go into this. I need to start a wall with everybody. But a lot of these celebrity cons have come in. A lot of, I got a couple of pictures with uh, Robert Englund. You know, he, he, of course, was here. Kane Hodder, a lot of it. In fact, we're, we're going to have to compete here as far as body counts, you know, because yeah. Christine's racking them up here at Horror Hound just <laughs> right? this weekend. Um, they go on and on. Uh, you know, John, a lot of the cast and crew, just everybody involved in the filming of Christine. 
uh, along with John Carpenter, of course, and you know, we did several video with that big video and, and met him several times at the convention center. Um, great friends, and Lita Ford, uh, we were at a con and she was walking by with security and I yelled out, hey Lita, Christine wants to meet you and she just blew right past conveyed, oh this is great. As we become great friends, and she oh, she posed, great. and she flew in and uh, flew in Pensacola, and we did a great photo shoot, uh, and and she loves Christine too. So it's it's amazing. Uh, I sit here and listen. Oh yeah, how many people reflect or remember back in the eighties? Oh yeah, and the time frame with it. So Ford loves Plymouth. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> yes, that, that that's that's a first, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that. Uh, doors are opening and uh, we'll have to get started but I really thank you for your time keep up the good work thank you I appreciate it and we'll look forward to coming back here to Horror Hound uh, Cincinnati Indianapolis we had a great time back here in 2013 in Cincinnati and uh, this has been a fantastic event so far I look forward to coming yeah, back it's an amazing crowd well thank you Bill so much for your time thank you and listeners thank you for listening Bye.